Welcome to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to be tackling on a deeper level some of the more, um, I guess, harder frustrations that single women face, things that I've experienced, things that I've had to kind of um, really peel back the onions, onion layer, quote unquote, of my heart on to really unpack and, and sort of make this list for you guys. Uh, This is again another podcast episode that came from last year's podcast that I launched and shut down, Art of Singleness. Um, But I wanted to revisit it and sort of allow it to be a precursor to a lot of the interviews that I'll be doing with single women um, that you will see and hear uh, on my Facebook page and also on this podcast. All right. Enjoy. In today's podcast, what I wanted to do is a deeper dive into the frustrations that we feel as singles. Now, you might find these to be similar or dissimilar from your own, but really what I'm trying to do is build a little bit, a bit more of a connection to, um, you know, what we face as singles and see if you can relate. Of course, um, you might not, you might not, but if you can, I'd love to hear from you. I didn't want to pass by on this topic because the last episode I did talk about frustrations. I thought they were pretty superficial if I were to be honest, but intentionally I wanted to be funny, um, but they weren't that hard to get over. And so I wanted to revisit this because I think there are some deeper issues at play when it comes to um, the mindset or the disappointment we feel. Uh, these frustrations here that I want to talk about are a little bit hard, you know, a little bit more hard to get over, and I wanted to share them with you. I think the deeper frustrations of being single include, number one, not knowing why. Um, we're wired for instant feedback, like in our culture and in life, you know, there's something wrong with your car, your car will let you know, you see, a, you see sort of a blinking light in your car, you get your car fixed, they tell you what's wrong. You see something wrong with your computer. Your computer's operating slowly. You get it scanned. You see what's wrong. You fix it. Um, even if you miss a bill, right? The company will contact you. They'll email you. They'll call you. You feel realize you missed a payment. <coughs> Pay it. Done. Singleness, no feedback. Or at least more than likely there's no feedback. Um you know, I was having a conversation with a really good friend of mine who was married or and is married and she was trying to have a child, but not able to have a child. And I remember really, um, I remember really connecting with her in that moment because we would, we would, we just had a really good friendship. I really appreciated talking with her. She felt like she was super wise and I really enjoyed her insight in life and just the way she viewed life and her journey of faith as well. And I remember connecting <clears throat> the dots with her one day and sharing with her how, like, I feel like single women can relate to childless um, married women. And the reason I felt that way is because there's really nothing. It's, it's, it's a similar quandary. It's a similar frustration for, for women that find themselves childless, like they're doing everything that they know to do. They're, you know, obviously loving each other and um, having sex with their husband. But for some reason, you know, the, the, there's, it's not happening for them. 
and in the natural they're doing what they can um but it's like obviously god's not allowing it is what we would might the terms or the phrasing we might use and i said to her you know similarly i feel like you know a single woman like myself you know we are we're, we're taking care of ourselves we're getting you know we're practicing being faithful at our jobs we're trying to be our best selves or we're serving we're you know giving back to our communities we're serving our families etc cetera, etc cetera. and yet there's just not a, a, a reason why marriage hasn't happened for us and the not knowing why can be so hard to deal with because you want to rectify whatever is wrong so as not to prevent some, you know, love from coming into your life. And as a, ten, as, a, as a tangent, this is why I find it a bit offensive when people show more respect for a, woman, a married woman who is childless but don't have the same sensitivity for singles. You know, there's just, a, there's, it's weird, but there just seems to be a little bit more tact when it comes to dealing with childlessness than it is with singleness. Um, more than anything most of the time you know being single being the last person that's single being the person that's always the bridesmaid never the bride or for the men always the always always a i guess uh i don't know what the term is but you know always always the the groomsman got i don't remember what the term is for the the groom's party um but not the 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 groom that those things can typically be punchlines in a joke but you know, the hurt is the same, I think, as women who are childless. Um, I remember going to a church one time and, you know, the sermon was great. It was a great church, great experience. And I, it was just an example. This is a small example of a of just something we socially do. But, you know, the pastor was preaching and he he made mention of unanswered prayers, examples of, unans- of un- unanswered prayers. And one of the things he said was how, you know, you find people who are single where they find themselves, you know, uh, at a whole bunch of weddings and in wedding parties. And they're the last one. And everybody just like was in a uproar with laughter at the thought. <clears throat> but when he came to the unanswered prayer of a of a wife who wanted children, there was just this. I mean, you could hear a needle drop. There was so much sobriety in the room. There was so there was everyone was quiet and. You could feel the respect for that pain that that person was enduring in not having children, but yet trying and trying and trying and trying. And the only reason I bring that story up is because as single women, we hurt too. You know, there, there's a pain on the inside when it comes to not as years and years go by and you start realizing that, man, I thought I would be on child two at 30 as opposed to child zero you know at 32 there's there's just a little bit of a pain let's be honest a lot man that that can you can feel with God about the timing you know um and that's just being honest and real and 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 authentic and a little bit transparent you know it's a deep frustration because you really can't how do you change it you can't you I mean you can try you know but you 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 don't you can't control your environment. You can't make love happen. Um, number two, uh, I would dare say that one of a, a deeper frustration I found myself acknowledging is um, 
the reality that I'm not going to be able to necessarily travel with quote unquote with my friends who are having kids and are married. Meaning I'm not able to sort of cross life stages um, with them. And that sounds like a, like a really obvious uh, observation, like an obvious reality, but you know, especially if you have friends that you really love, um, the, it becomes easier to distance yourself as you guys, as you begin to have completely different lives, right? There's a social club that comes with being married, that being single and even childless, you just don't have. And so one of the things you start seeing as you get older, especially in your twenties is people get married and they siphon off to like a whole nother department, socially right like they stop going out late at night they start having kids just rightfully so I mean they're tired energy you know they try to preserve their energy for the kids and for their home life totally get that um, I'm just saying from an emotional standpoint man like if you if you had friends that are awesome people and you really wanted to to kind of go through life together you're not able to like experience the same joys and the same celebrations as they are because you're not having those same experiences and I think that's that's just a little bit more of a deep dive and a frustration um you you might even call it childish but let's be real as humans we enjoy crossing life roads with people whom we love and i found that myself number three economically it can be harder as a single um you know let's let's keep it 100 we're working as a single person you're working from one person's income um now I know that there's a balancing statement to that. And there's going to be balancing statements to everything that I say in my podcast. But, you know, take purchasing a home. If you want to purchase a home and you're a single person, it's all on you. One income, get your financial life together in order for you to purchase that home. Similarly with vacations, it's the same thing. Anything you want to do that has a heavier expense than normal, it's all on you to make that happen. And, you know, for the most part, I don't get that frustrated, but there are times where it's like when I think about like the responsibility I bear for myself, it's, you know, sometimes I'm just like, man, it's, I can't wait for marriage just because it'll be a, a partial relief from the burden of having to, to pay stuff, major, major expenses. And, you know, of course, I'm not saying you can't um, take care of yourself and pay off those things. Certainly not. You know, I am planning on buying a home potentially before I'm married if, if it, you know, if it comes to that. Um, but again, the burden isn't shared and it's not a, it's not a life experience you get to memorialize with someone. It's all by yourself. Um, the side note is when it comes to life chores, all of life managing is on one, one individual, whereas being married, it's shared. Number four, the temptation to constantly want validation about your worth or beauty. I, this is human. This is very, very human. Um, and I think it continues even after you're married. But as a single, you have to be that much more attentive to make sure you're getting your approval, your validation, and affirmation of who you are um, from the right people, safe people in your life, and God. Because you don't have a companion to offer that for you on the regular. And, you know, it. this is not something I think married people can understand I think they can if they're perceptive but I feel like this is why words are so powerful and it matters to be around healthy um, people you trust a lot in the living community because you're not going to necessarily 
I think that sometimes you do need to receive love from people who are not just family. You need to receive your love, love from friends. And definitely you need to be receiving God's love daily for yourself because you will live better and happily when you know that God, the creator of the universe loves you and is filling you with confidence that he approves of you and he validates you and everything that you are, your worth, your beauty, your potential, your giftings, your strengths, your skills, he's deeply affirming you in them to where you can feel um, strong and you can feel secure and not feel like, oh, I got to be with someone so that they can validate me and my worth. Again, the frustration is, is you're going to deal with that temptation a lot as a single. I have the temptation just just to be wanting that um, from somebody else. You know, number five, the temptation to feel like you're missing out. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> From kids to sex to trips to marriage counseling to seminars to retreats, whatever it is. I mean, like I said, marriage is like a, another social club to be a part of. And I, I think that's a very crass way of describing it. But catch what I'm saying. I think, you know, married people have their things that they do. <laughs> um, and and I think that they're, just, you know, culturally, socially, there are ways in which marriage is just regularly celebrated all along the way, you know, naturally from the engagement parties to the wedding shower to, you know, anniversary to first kids, baby shot, all these things that you do to celebrate being married and the fruit of your love together, which are also beautiful. I just think as singles, deeper frustration we have to bear is you can constantly feel that pull like, oh man. I don't get to do that or I'm missing out, you know, in your prime years, right? Number six, and this is the last one, and it kind of encapsulates all of the frustrations. It's that general WTF God frustration. <coughs> it's a generic feeling. But what I've come to accept is WTF represents a certain kind of prayer or sigh that you have to heaven and to God. It's that feeling you get and that frustration you have at any point when you feel super lonely or you feel like, why is this happening? Like what is going on? And you don't understand why that it's deep because it's like, it could be just a moment of you feeling left out or you feeling like overlooked or you feeling neglected or you feeling like people don't have your back or you feel like God doesn't have your back or your church doesn't have your back or like it's just not working out. You've tried all the variety of ways of finding or trying to meet someone. It's not happening and you're just left with WTF God like and you you actually give like a blank stare to God and you're like are you serious or is you serious God is you or is you not serious like you're, you're really going to just let me be single for real and what I want to do is, again, this whole point of this podcast is just to be real about those frustrations because I actually believe in emotional health. I believe in being emotionally honest. I actually believe in acknowledging when you're frustrated, especially to God, but even to yourself. And I think part of part of the power of prayer is you actually get to have dramatic counseling sessions with the God above who created the heart that's inside of you that feels heartbroken or feels frustrated Um I could offer, like I said before, I could offer balancing statements, disclaimers, or anything else to kind of offset the emotion of 
what I've described, but I just don't want to. I think that it stands for itself, and I really just wanted people to connect to this podcast on a deeper level. Here's my encouragement, though. Single ladies, take all of your frustrations, all of them, every single one of them. Write them down if you have to, you know, make a list, whatever, and express them to God in the most honest way possible. Take them to him. I'm not telling you to read a book. I'm not telling you to grab a new devotional. I'm not telling you to listen to some inspirational music or gospel music that'll make you cry. If those things float your boat, of course do them, but I'm not telling you to do those right now. Those things will and can help, but ultimately what these things are, these types of frustrations are God-sized frustrations. These are things that they don't just go away, right? Like you can't just put a Band-Aid on them and then all of a sudden you're not frustrated anymore. They... You, you will be tempted again and again to be frustrated with these things. These are things in life you can't al- alleviate naturally. You must go to God for real peace and real contentment in these areas of your life. I've got to do so myself and I've got to continue to do them. This isn't your this isn't this isn't a one chat relationship that you have with God like you know, once a month you talk to him and everything's good. You know, God, I just pray for the whole month or the whole year and taking care of everything that's wrong. No, I've got to continue to talk to God and receive his love and his direction on how to think and believe just as much as I've got to continue to eat every day or drink water every day or take showers every day. You know, you kind of keep doing those things as a natural part of life. And I just, I really want to encourage anyone like myself who's who's brave enough to acknowledge the deep frustrations you have with being single. Um, I'm sure you've, you've shed tears. I'm sure you've gone to sleep crying. I am sure that um, maybe you even sought counseling. Maybe you've had really great conversations with your leaders, your spiritual leaders, your mentors, your parents, whatever, or friends. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like the one thing that really can anchor your soul in being content, uh, <clears throat> the one thing that can really center you and um, help you feel like an overcomer is a conversation with God about your deeper frustration. All right, that's it for now. 